0: Welcome to the Blonde Runner Podcast with Coach Laura Erickson, where she shares her healthy living tips as a running and triathlon coach and mother of four. Hi friends, Coach Laura Erickson here, and I wanted to talk to you about the ABCs of setting priority races. Uh, I'm not sure if if you've heard of this concept before, but it's really important, I think, when it comes to goal setting, particularly for races. So, let me just explain. Uh, A race would be a race that is your top priority. It's your like the race that you're mainly focusing on for that year. I would say usually it's anywhere from one to three different races. This is the race that you're peaking for. Maybe, for instance, you're trying to qualify for Boston and that's your big race that you want to qualify for Boston. Or maybe it is Boston. It just depends on what it is. Usually when I'm working with people, I like to know what particular races they're working towards. And then I like to work backwards from that point. And that's when I establish when a B race would be. And a B race is a race that helps you get to that main a race. So it would be something I often like to bridge the gap. Often when people come to me, they want to qualify for Boston and it's many, many months away. And so this is a race that helps us get to that goal, but it's, um, and it's a lot sooner. And a B race is one that you would like the A races you for sure sign up for, A B race is something that you also sign up for, but it's not quite as important as your A race. So it's something that you're using to get you to that A race in the best shape that you can. Uh, One of the reasons that you can't have a lot of A races in a year is if you train properly, you have to peak for that race. And if you're tapering, trying to peak, really building your miles and doing it properly, you're only really able to do a certain number of races. So... Um, all right. So with the B races, things that would help, like, I like to use this Boston qualifying cause this is often why I'm hired. Um, or maybe it's your first time you've ever done a marathon. So a half marathon would be a really good thing to do, or maybe several. Another reason that you want to have these B races, is it takes the pressure off that A race. And so I've had people before do an A race and we're training for that and that's our main focus and maybe we didn't do a lot of races building up to it maybe it didn't work out but then they put a lot of pressure on themselves for one race. So it's really nice to have those B races so it takes a little bit of the pressure off. Plus I found as an athlete myself, I'm a lot more confident going into that A race knowing that I just did an effort that was a hard, strong effort in a race more recently. So it just helps build your confidence with those B races. It also gives you an opportunity to test out nutrition or, or work on pacing, but it's it's a real dress rehearsal. Sometimes we have a hard time doing that on our own. Um, I often will have my athletes doing time trials, which is similar to what I like to call a C race. So a C race is something you maybe don't sign up for until the last minute if we do decide to do it. But it's definitely an event that could fall out. Um, often I'll do a time trial event with people where they it's kind of a dress rehearsal in a sense, but you're not paying for any race and you're not competing with other people. You're doing it on your own as a fast effort, maybe really trying out again, nutrition and things. But And those are important to have in there as well. But again, a C race can be something that drops out pretty easily. It's kind of a take it or leave it or a practice type race. So Um, When I am working with people, and I really encourage you if you're listening in and you're really not sure how to do this for yourself, I would encourage you to set up a, I do consultation sessions where I help people design what their season would look like. Um, Some people can handle a lot of racing, other people can't or shouldn't. If you're fairly new to running, unless you're using that running as more training, then it's probably okay to race more often, but you don't want to push yourself to racing so often that it can be damaging to your training. So the the trouble with racing, I think a lot too much is that it does, at least for me, it it, um, it affects my sleep. Um, and it does, uh, obviously you have to rest for it and then you have to recover from it. And so those things can take away from your training. So you want to make sure you get enough in, but not too much where it, it you know, doesn't help you towards your goal so other components that you want to think of are um are one of the reasons these a b and c races help is it helps you have better focus i know a lot of people that just train to train Uh, they don't actually they're not training for a particular race um I think it's easier to talk yourself out of working out when you don't have a race coming up. So, I really like people to have races in mind. It creates more focus to your training. You know, if you know you're going to be training for a marathon or a half marathon or even a 5K, you know the end result of what you want. It helps you build up properly. Um, And again, of course, it bridges, you know, having those A, B, and C races. It helps keep you focused. um, So, those. You know, those miniature goals that get you to your big goal are a lot closer, bridges that gap. So, um, and then, uh, with, when you're having your training and your season all planned out, that helps with, especially with a coach to help you actually taper properly and peak at the right time so that you're actually getting the most out of your training. And then you're actually producing the result that you want at your race, So, um, definitely look through your season. I think, uh, this is a great time of year actually to really start planning. If you haven't already, I really like it at the end of the year to train for the, to plan for the next year. Um, I always allow some wiggle room in terms of you've got to see what your body will adapt and how it will adapt to the increased mileage. And so you kind of have to be flexible a little bit too, but that, big qualifying race or whatever you're trying to do, you need to have at least that established and then work backwards from there. So just want to give you some more structure here. So let's say I was working with somebody that wanted to qualify for Boston Marathon in June. Um, Some of the races that I would um, encourage them to participate in, depending on how many miles they're at, now this is February, so they've got a good four months of training, which is ideal if, if they're experienced um, experienced runner, that would give us enough time to train and prepare for that properly. I would want them to be racing two or three half marathons before that time. That way we can really test everything out in the racing scenario. I would um, sometimes I've had athletes training or uh, racing at, the pace, they may do a marathon or slightly faster. Um, so it may not be all out. We're doing it for testing. So those are, you know, depending on the athlete, um, we want to see what that, if we're trying to do it for for conditioning that race, that's going to be a little different than actually testing things out. So maybe the race that was a little closer to their actual, actual important day race might be more at, pacing that the marathon would be. Um I would never have them go exactly that pacing because that's going to be a lot slower than they can do the half in, but maybe a percentage. Plus they won't be quite as fatigued. But it does give us an opportunity to practice the nutrition. I would say for a marathon that first half nutrition is incredibly important. And it's often what people mess up on when they're doing marathon. But even if you're listening in and you're thinking, you know, well, I just want to do a 10 K it's so funny. Cause people say just, and it's like 10 K's are pretty hard. Actually. <laughs> uh, you have to go a really fast pace for a lot longer, uh, or, you know, hold that pacing. Um, it is shorter in the end, but you're kind of holding that fast pace for longer in a, in a sense. I hope that makes sense. Um, but you want to incorporate five K's in there to, to do that race. Um, if you're training for a 5K, what about doing miles at the track or you're doing 800 meter repeats? You might do, you don't see that many races that are like that, but you can certainly do time trials at the track. And so again, incorporating some of that stuff in that will help build your confidence. Um, when it comes to goal setting, I do want to touch on that here. Um, as you have your A, B, and C, you know, planned out on your on your calendar and you figure those things out. Other things that you want to do and is plan those, you know, a lot of people that hire me, they have an idea, they want to qualify for Boston, we'll look it up and see what what range of time that they need for that. Then as we start training, we'll see how realistic that goal becomes. Um, I'm a big advocate and if you, for, um, for range goals, and if you've listened to any of my, um... YouTube, you'll see, I have some goal setting ones on that. And I talk about having range goals. And I think that's really important because sometimes you get to the starting line and it's maybe not your best stomach day, right? Or maybe your legs don't feel quite as good, but if you have only one, you know, very hard line of what you have to, uh, run each mile at with not a lot of wiggle room, then you can get discouraged pretty quickly. If you get off, um, pacing. And so often what I like to do is have a range and then I can adapt as I go. I like to have a range, but then have kind of an average time that I'm trying to do. And as you know, in racing, the terrain is not always flat, especially in Utah. And so often when I'm running, I will put a little time in the bank, what I like to call, and then I keep my mind, uh, that's what keeps my mind occupied is figuring out my pacing. But um, That's something that you need to consider when you're goal setting for each race as your goal setting. It really helps to maybe you'll have a goal for a race. Maybe you know a time that you need. You're setting your range of pacing for that race. That will become more fine-tuned as you get closer to the race based on your training. So I highly encourage you to have goals not only for that race that's months away, right? But now as you're doing these B races that are a little closer, you'll have goals for those. And they may relate, of course, to your your A goal. However, I encourage you to break it down even further and have weekly goals Um, maybe meeting all your training requirements, maybe pushing yourself to faster pacing for whatever particular intervals that you're doing. Um, I think it's really important to have goals throughout all of your training, including every day. I know for me, I'll wake up and I'll think, okay, today I'm really going to work on staying hydrated, or today I'm going to take some extra time to stretch a little bit better, or do some more foam rolling, or do some more strengthening before bed. Um, you can, if you're in tune with your body and you can listen to your body, setting those goals like throughout each day adds up. And by the time you get to your actual races, you're going to do a lot better. You're going to perform a lot better because you have these goals. Um, as the things that you're also practicing in your training is definitely going to help Because when you get to race day, you want to experience whatever you've experienced in your training, even mentally, is something that you can bring in to the race and race day. So practicing all those things that help with racing during the week, during your training, those kind of things are going to help you. So again... Um, I think and this is kind of a shorter podcast on, for on this one, but I encourage you to try to figure out what you want to do. ABC race wise, um, take first, you know, choose that most important one or two or three races, and then work backwards from that point um, to determining what are those good B races, um. I encourage people to race twice a month. If you're in really good shape, I encourage you to race twice a month. and Even incorporating 5Ks and things in there, even if you're doing a marathon, you can do that. If it were a, let's say it's a C race or even a B race, you may do like a 5K in the morning, and then you may add some extra miles and do a double, you know, day where you're doing some afternoon miles that are maybe slower, but you're getting, you know, that those race miles in, and then you're going to get some more miles in in the afternoon. Um, that's kind of a way you can do a long run with having some of it as speed. So something to think about when you're when you're doing that. So definitely plan in the nutrition components and making sure that. All those pieces are in place, so when you get to your race, it, um, you've you've built you've built in those training experiences, so it takes some pressure off the big race. Anyway, hope that helps for you, and until next time, live well. Thank you again for listening in to the podcast. I wanted to encourage you to like and subscribe, and please share this so others are learning about it. So we can continue growing it. You can also find me on Instagram at the Blonde Runner, and that's B L O N D E with an E on there. And you can also find me on Instagram at Coach Laura Erickson, and that's L O R A. Y R. I-C-K-S-O-N. And thanks again for, for listening in. And until next time, live well.